0: You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Ford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hallelujah! 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 Psalms 100 says, I will make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures through all generations. Hallelujah, hallelujah 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 oh i will bless the lord this morning and i am ready to preach dear heavenly father i pray that you bless your people and that you bless this message give them ears to hear anoint their eyes to see new things out of your scripture and anoint our hands and our feet to move as you will call us to move we ask for your grace and your presence in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I so, Pastor, with an introduction like that, oh my goodness, Jesus. Okay, um, but I do want to give Pastor Jomo um, uh, honor in his absence. I don't take it lightly, the opportunity to stand before his people. And uh, I pray that God has a message for us today. Um, first, I want to welcome any visitors. Do we have any visitors in the house? If you're a first time visitor, raise your hand. I want to acknowledge you. Welcome, welcome, first time visitors. Um, the, there's a card. If you complete your card over and take it over to the faith wall after service, there is a gift for our first-time visitors. Also, the people that invited a first-time visitor go as well because there'll be a gift for you at the Faith Wall after service. I want to take a little time to acknowledge our essential workers, uh, specifically the media team. Hey, y'all. I'm watching, I'm watching y'all now. So uh, I am the leader of the media ministry here at Love First, and these are an amazing group of people. But also, I've noticed that on Sunday, the greeters, the ushers, the children's ministry, there is a lot that makes this thing happen. And I want to appreciate you uh, because I do see your service. So let's go to the vision. Uh, We're going to read the vision together. It reads, to equip people with the knowledge of God's Word, to empower people to seek God's face in daily prayer, to encounter and be filled with the Holy Spirit, to evangelize our community, our county, and our country, to embrace each, each person in godly love, for God is love for each one to reach one. Amen, amen. And we will continue on to This Is My Bible. So however you're going to follow along with me today Uh, let's hold our Bibles up and say our faith confession this is my Bible I can be what it says I can be I can do what it says I can do faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God I believe that my life will never be the same after hearing and doing the living Word of God. Amen. Well, I'm going to read our text for today as we start off. So Exodus chapter 17, oh, Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 11. The Bible says, Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Joshua, And whenever he lowered it, his hand, Amalek, prevailed. Today, I'll be speaking from the topic, there's levels to this. Somebody say, there's levels to this. So, I gotta start off with context. I believe if you understand the situation, then we can get the revelation. So the situation is, Israel is traveling in the wilderness. They've been released from Egypt, And they are headed to the promised land. God is making himself known to them in various ways. As I studied, I began to see how God is really thorough in how he is meeting their needs. We see that God provided food for them. We see that he provided manna. I mean, they woke up and seven days a week, Krispy Kreme is sitting there waiting for them. We see that God provided quail, so he's taking care of their physical needs. The Bible says that their clothes didn't wear thin. Deuteronomy 8.4 said their feet didn't even swell. Come on, somebody. All that walking and their feet did not swell. We have a God that takes care of the particulars. The Bible says that when they were thirsty, Moses hit a rock. And water came out of a rock. We see a God that is meeting their physical needs. We also see that uh, they passed through the Red Sea and were delivered from their enemies. So we see that God is delivering them from Pharaoh. We see during this time, they are being led by a pillar of fire at night and covered by a cloud in the daytime. I could imagine walking through the wilderness. I remember when I was in Africa and in Iraq, we were praying for a cloud. Please have a cloud over us. But God was taking care of his people. When they were traveling from place to place, we see that God is showing that he is El Shaddai. He is showing that he is the all-sufficient one. They're called, they're elect, they're moving with God, they're hearing the revelation from God. But we get to verse eight. And verse eight says, they came, then came Amalek and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Now this ought to be a relief to some of us because sometimes we think that opposition Means we're doing something wrong. They are receiving the revelation from God. God is providing for them, and yet opposition is still in their way. The Bible says they fought with Amalek. You may be saying, Hey, Preacher Lee, I don't get it. I'm coming to Bible study, I'm praying, I'm praising, and yet opposition is still coming to my house. But we see here that opposition is a pattern for the believer. We see that it happened to Israel, and if it happened to Israel, it could happen to me. And if it happened to everybody, that means it's common. And if it's common, I should start looking around. Because the Bible says there is no temptation taking you but that which is common to man. But God is faithful and will with the temptation provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear under it. So when I see opposition, I start looking around because I know my way of escape is on the way. (laughs) It's on the way. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I thought was interesting is Amalek is fighting them already. Now, I know God has promised them some things, but already they don't have an army. They don't have a lot of things that uh, Amalek would have as a developed nation. Could it be that the enemy saw something in them that they didn't see in themselves? Could it be that God has more in you than you realize, and the enemy comes and opposes you before you are fully developed? Could it be that there is something inside of you and the enemy knows that if I get them discouraged in the beginning, if I bind them when they're new to this, then they will never mature and grow to be all that God has called them to be. So when you see Amalek, know that, hey, I am somebody and God is working something out in me so I don't get afraid when I see Amalek. I know that I'm moving in the right direction. So, as we look at Amalek, I had to do a little background information because that's what we do. We teach you it, how to study God's word, how to do some background information, uh, which is a class starting up in the fall. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> but the Amalekites were nomadic people, which means they were wanderers. They were drifters. and they would. Um, They would go around attacking the settlements and the different people that would come through the region. And they took pleasure in raiding communities and killing and disrupting things. Now, I believe that the Amalekites may be dead, but the spirit of the Amalekites were alive and well. You know those people that take pleasure stirring up strife? Stirring up, breaking up a happy home. You, 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 I was having a good day. I came in smiling with the joy of the Lord. And somebody say, but you heard about this. Oh, they try to steal your joy. The spirit of Amalek is alive and well today. Amalek, there was unprovoked anger towards his people. Just mean and willing to tear them down. See, Amalek represents the forces that seek to block and stop the promises of God. See, Amalek saw Israel as a threat. Amalek operates, and the spirit of Amalek operates in an a attitude of lack. Because if you have water, that means I don't. If you have blessing, that means I don't. If God is moving in your life, then he must not be moving with me. Well, the Bible says that as, um, as Israelites, as God's people, we're to have more of an attitude of abundance. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So I believe that God can bless you and there's a blessing left over for me. I believe that God can buy your book and God can buy my book. He can buy your album and he can buy the other. My point is, instead of operating from a spirit of lack, come on, come on. we should operate in abundance. So when you rejoice, I can rejoice. When God is blessing you, I can celebrate you. But that's not Amalek. Amalek said, hey, y'all are walking in this territory, and they attacked. Now, Deuteronomy 25 tells us the type of attack and why it was so dangerous for uh, how Amalek attacks. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 25, 17 and 18, remember what Amalek did when you were on your way as you came out of Egypt, how he attacked you on the way when you were faint. And weary and cut off your tail those who were lagging behind you and he did not fear God this is what Amalek made Amalek and the Amalekites so sinister they would attack from the back of the convoy you know who was in the back the weaker ones the children the elderly Amalek attacks the elderly. The enemy does not play fair. I believe today there is an attack on our children. I meet people whose innocence was taken as a child. They're being exposed to so much, so young. Satanic attack is not fair. Amalek is attacking our children. You know, I understand. As adults, we grind, we hustle, we try to move to the front. But too many times, in our desire to get ahead, we leave the rear of the convoy uncovered. So we have orphans and widows. We have children that are uncovered because we're pushing our way to the front. But Amalek attacks from the rear of the convoy. We have to be aware of how the enemy attacks. You know who else is in danger? Those who were in the front and started sliding back. You remember when we were so excited about what God was doing. Oh, I'm praying every day. I'm reading all morning. Whenever the church doors are open, I am in the sanctuary. Whenever the stream pops off, hey, I'm tuned in. That's where we started, but sometimes we start to slide to the middle. This is a warning. Amalek attacks from the back. So be careful when you're sliding back. Amalek attacks. At, uh-oh, I'm getting some looks Pastor the top. Hey, I'm talking about the Amalekites. I'm talking about the Amalekites. Come on, come on. But if you've Feel it? Then perhaps I'm talking to you. Ooh, it's, it's quiet. That's what the preacher says. Quiet. Also, the cargo was in the back. Satan is trying to steal what's valuable to us. He's trying to take our good name. He's trying to take your vision. Trying to take your direction. And a attacks from the back. Now. As I'm studying, I said, oh man, Amalek, their their attack is horrible. I'm like, okay, okay. The other thing I noticed is the Amalekites were the descendants of Esau. You know Esau? Jacob's brother. The twin of Jacob. So Israel came from Jacob, and the Amalekites are descendants of Esau sometimes, uh oh. Sometimes your biggest haters are relatives. Sometimes the ones that are coming up against what God has called you to do are those in your family tree. The Amalekites were relatives. You know, you ever have that, that sister that is trying to kill your joy because their joy has been, been taken? You got that friend or that family member who have given up hope, so they try to crush your dreams. Well, today, we're going to learn how to fight Amalek. Because there's levels to this. The Bible says in verse 9, So Moses told Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. He told Joshua, he said, go out and choose men. See, the Israelites didn't have a fighting army. They didn't have a standing army. So I believe Joshua, I can imagine Joshua went out and asked, is there anybody here today fed up with Amalek attacking and taking our stuff? Are we fed up with what uh, Amalek is doing? Is anybody here ready to fight for what God has promised us? Amen. Today we're going to learn how to fight. Point one. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with the staff of God, right? So point one, Joseph accepts His assignment. Moses says, Hey, hey, Joshua. Joshua. Now, this is our first introduction to Joshua. This is the first time we've heard of Joshua in the Bible. So, God's, Moses sees, Hey, Josh has some potential. Hey, Josh, hey, I got something for you to do. What what do you need, Moses? Hey, I need you to go and fight in the valley. Then, me and Aaron and Er, we're gonna go up to the mountaintop. I can imagine, like some of the people I met. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But I'm anointed. I have leadership potential. I have gifting. I have anointing. How about I go with you up to the mountaintop? And he said, he (laughs) said, he said, Joshua, go like this. Joshua, like this. You know what? You are anointed. I need you to go in the valley and fight when the leaders are going to go up top. I know you're gifted. I know you're anointed. But sometimes we got to start. In Nevada we've got to learn to serve in the valley oh you gifted you anointed hey the Lord whispers into your dreams and when we're looking for volunteers we say hey 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 yes I'm gifted put me on the stage and and Pastor Tommy will say something like you know in pantry we need a volunteer in the three-year-old classroom we're looking for some anointed, some gifted communicator. <laughs> and I remember um, Pastor Jomo, you know, I'd say, hey, Pastor Jomo, uh, you know, went to Bible college, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, cool, 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 cool. Do you know how to work a video camera? <laughs> I, said, I said, hold on, look at this. Anointed, gifted, teacher, teacher gift. He said, can you upload a video to YouTube? and I said yes I can sir and he said do that for me I'm going to fast forward the story of Joshua Joshua started off fighting in the valley but by the time you get to the book of Joshua Joshua is leading the army and they're conquering the promised land why? because this situation sets you up For elevation. Does that make sense? When God calls us in this season, it prepares you for the next season. So I know you're gifted. I know you're talented. So start to serve because God looks for servers to become leaders. Amen. Point number two. Moses is saying there has to be two levels to this. You've got to realize that we live on two planes. There's the natural and the spiritual. Somebody say it with me, there's the natural and the spiritual. We gotta fight on both levels. Listen, I know you go to the marriage counseling, I know you read the books, that's the natural. But we've gotta deal with lust, bitterness, envy, in the spiritual realm if our relationships are gonna succeed. I know you got a budget, you got the mint app, investment strategy. But unless we deal with greed, the spirit of mammon, covetousness, we still have financial curses. There are levels to this. I know you educated. We got the degree. We got the qualification and the experience. But until we deal with the spirit of doubt, imposter syndrome, the spirit of fear, and the lack of integrity, we will continue to struggle. We can't fight on one level. There is the natural and the spiritual. We are natural and spiritual. There are levels to this. So today I'm going to try something interesting. I'm going to teach this same lesson from three different levels. The first level is the corporate level. Verse eleven: Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed, and whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. So I know here at Love First, we have the we have a pastor that's gifted and anointed. We yeah, go ahead, Pastor. We have a pastor that's gifted and anointed, and Pastor Jomo, as he is lifting his rod we are experiencing blessing gifting anointing but sometimes the rod gets heavy the bible says when moses hand were up the people prevailed and i saw firsthand during the pandemic we have a pastor that is lifting his hands and successfully transitioned through a lot of this but how many know that sometimes your hands Get tired. So when Moses went up to fight, he didn't go by himself. He took Aaron and her. Who's Aaron and her? The Bible tells us later that Aaron and her, whenever Moses would go to Mount Sinai, he said, I'm leaving Aaron and her to settle disputes. Aaron and her were leaders. So every, so to win the corporate battle, you have to surround yourself with leaders that can help you carry the weight. You have to surround yourself with leaders that are able to, when your hands are getting tired, they can carry the weight. I remember we were in the military, and we used to do these drills. We have machine guns, and we are like, holding them up like this. Oh, I used to hate these. And after a while, oh, oh, so i fuller. Huh? Roger, roger, roger. But by the end, you'd be like, oh, Lord, <laughs> did somebody change this to a 249? I thought it was M16. What's going on? Um, and we'd have to, your arms will get tired. So as this battle is going on, sometimes it takes longer than we think. Sometimes the fight is longer than we anticipate. And the Bible says his hands were getting His hands were going down. So as we go through the story, we see that when his hands were going down, Aaron and Hur, verse 12, but Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it, while Aaron and Hur held up his hands on one side and the other on the other side, so his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Leaders have to have people they can trust. Leaders have to have somebody that will help take the weight off and not be those that are putting the weight on. Now, as I'm looking at this story, I'm listening, I'm like, wait a minute. It looks like Moses is up doing intercession and he has his leaders with him because as leaders, we should be teaching other leaders the spiritual disciplines that we use. We have a pastor that teaches us how to pray and demonstrates prayer daily. Different ministries we are to lead and show the demonstrations. But as I looked at this, I saw that Moses has a rod up. Now, this is the same rod that when placed in the Nile River, turned the river to blood. This is the same rod that when tossed to the ground, it turned to a snake and it ate up pharaoh's snakes. This is the same rod that when, the, when they're crossing the Red Sea, they lift the rod and the waters part. So why didn't Aaron and her just grab the rod? Hey, Moses, you're tired. Your arms are going down. I'll grab the rod. They understood that anointing and authority comes under order. You don't grab the rod, you lift the hands. You don't grab the rod, you lift the hands. If you understand that the mantle of authority lies in the lead, lies in the head, you understand that victory comes when I submit myself, I get an order, and instead of me trying to snatch the rod, I lift the hands. There, ooh, There are some relationships, there are some households right now where instead of trying to lift the hands, somebody is trying to grab the rod. And when they grab, if you grab the rod, you switch the order. The Bible said that anointing flows from the top down. So if you want victory, you don't snatch the rod, you lift the hand there's levels to this there's levels to this amen listen Moses and her understood that you can't snatch anointing you can't snatch gifting you can't snatch the favor of God you've got to lift the hands and receive the overflow from what God does from the head Does this make sense I know it's early for seven, for seven o'clock, but I'm, I'm teaching. This is, uh, listen, if you get this, if you get this, Ooh. I, whew, all right. Stay cool, they stay cool. So, I'm trying. Whoa, Don't snatch the rod, just lift the hands. Amen. All right. Let's go to another level. Next level. The next level is a relationship level. The Bible says that if we go to Exodus chapter 6 and 20, so I want you to see that um, Aaron and her are on the mountaintop with Moses. Now, who are Aaron and her? Let's find out about Aaron. The Bible says in Exodus 6 20, Amram took as his wife Jacobed his father's sister, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. The years of the life of Amram being 137 years old. Wait, what? So we got to address this. Hold on a second. <laughs> um, so during this time, Amram married his auntie. Okay, listen. In Leviticus, God dealt with that and like, hey, there's enough of y'all. We don't have to do that no more. Okay, so when I saw that, I said, we got to address this first. We don't. don't that's fast, that's right? There's enough people. You ain't got to do that no more. But the other point, the other point that I want to make is that Aaron and Moses were brothers. Aaron and Moses were brothers. Moses understood the power of relationships. He knew that if he was going to fight, he had to surround himself with brothers. In my family, listen, there was there's six of us. And the rule was, if one person is in a fight, all y'all better be fighting that <laughs> day, right? Actually, most of my fights, because I'm the, I'm the peacemaker, blessed are the peacemakers, but most of my fights have been because the rule was, in one person's fight, I, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> I love Zoppo. No, I'm sorry. But a brother fighting their hands. How many of us see a brother or sister whose hands are getting tired and will not lift their hands? You know, it's a blessing to have family members who love and um, follow God. You know, Moses, Scripture tells us that Aaron was a priest and Miriam was a prophetess. The Bible says in Exodus 6, something, something. Uh, it's in my notes. Uh, the Bible says in Exodus uh, 15, 20, that Miriam was a prophet. You don't know the spiritual impact that is within your family unless you get past sports, fe- uh, fashion, weather, and all this. In your family, they, would, they heard the same word you heard. They would drag to church too. And I know sometimes in my family, my sister will say something. I'll be like, mm, Jesus is in her too. <laughs> my brother say something. i say, oh, because we need to be able to go to our family members and say, hey, brother, I'm struggling with this. How do you deal with it? How can you help me? Hey, brother, can you lift my hand? Hey sister, can you lift my hands?" The Bible says Moses' hands got tired, and Aaron, his brother, grabbed a hand. The Bible says her was up there too. Um, Josephus, a Jewish historian, said that her married Miriam, so her was more than likely his brother-in-law. Tradition says that her was his brother-in-law. So listen, in your fight, you need family. An extended family. Your church, brothers and sisters, are that extended family. We should go to our brothers and sisters and say, hey, my hands are getting tired. I've been praying for this a long time. This breakthrough is taking a while. Can you please pray for me? Jesus stretched out his hand toward the disciples and said, here are my mother and my father. The ones that do my will, they are my mother and my father. Listen, at church, we call each other brother and sister, so we might as well act like it. When Moses understood that this fight, I have to have my brothers and my sisters with me. Aaron and her understood something that most of us don't understand. They understood that if you lose... I lose. They understand, if Amalek defeats you, if Amalek attacks the church, if Amalek stains the body of Christ, I am affected. So we've got to fight with our brothers and sisters. We have to grab them and say, hey, I will fight with you. I will be a friend. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> Uh, sometimes we get so holy that we're antisocial. You, you, you made the people? I remember when they were, BC, so before Christ, you know, BJ, before Jesus, uh, when you would, remember you would tell them all, your, listen, hey, I'm dealing with this, I'm, I'm having a problem with this, oh, they did this, they said this, yada, yada, yada. And now sometimes it wasn't the best advice, But you bounced it off somebody and they gave you advice. Too many times we have Christians suffering in isolation. Oh, I can't tell a person my issue. Oh, I can't tell that this is what I'm dealing with or this is what I'm struggling with. But Moses understood that if we're going to defeat Amalek, if we're going to win in our lives, our brothers and our sisters need to be there. The Bible says that Jesus chose 12. The Bible says that when Meshach was in the fire, Shadrach and Abednego was in the fire. The Bible says that when Paul was locked up in prison, Silas was with him in prison. The Bible says that when Naomi was bitter, Ruth said, where you go, I go. And where you stay, I will stay. We are a community that must believe that we need each other, you know. Your friends can't be just those that like your pictures on Facebook. (laughs) My friends are the ones that when I call and say, my car's not starting, they come and say, I'll pick you up. My friends are the ones that, hey, I know you're not feeling good. Hey, go home. I'll cover your shift. My friends are the ones that when my mom died, they drove down to Fort Myers. They couldn't get into the church because of COVID. And they sat in the parking lot till we came out. We need friends that when we're tired and when we can't stand on our own, that lift our hands because the bible says when moses hands were lifted up the people prevailed pray for me we need friends that will pray for us we need friends that will push us into righteousness that'll call us out on our mess we need friends because we are all in the fight the bible says there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother Next level. Because there's levels to this. There's a spiritual level. In the context of worship, we see that Joshua is leading an army in the valley. Now, there is some natural to do. You know, it, it, it feels natural, but it also has a spiritual element. It's called, you know, an apology. <laughs> Sometimes you can be super spiritual, like, hey, forgive me, for saying this stupid stuff. Sometimes, the most spiritual thing you can do in the valley is sit with somebody that's grieving. You can send that text message to that person you haven't seen in a while and text them and say, I'm praying for you. There is the stuff that Joshua can do down in the valley. But... When Joshua's fighting in the battle, he looks up and he sees Moses. And Moses has his hands up. The Bible says that, um, well, in in boxing, (laughs) they would raise the hands of the victor. So when Moses is in the battle, Uh, Joshua's in the valley. He looks up and see that Moses has the hands up. That's a sign of victory. So they're in the middle of the battle, but Moses is having the sign of victory. Here's my point. In the spiritual battle, we have to have faith. In the middle of it, it may not look like we're winning. It may not look like things are going my way, but I will lift up my hands. I will show the sign of victory because even in the middle of it, God is working and he is gonna come through, amen. As Moses, as Joshua's looking up, he see that in the spiritual side, there is faith. We see the posture of victory. Next, we see that Aaron is with him. And we know that Aaron is the Levite. And the Levites were called to pray. The Levites were praying. So in the middle of the battle, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll keep going. In the middle of the battle, there is prayer that's going on. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, I desire that every place men should pray, lifting up holy hands. There is prayer that needs to happen if we're going to win. So Moses' hand is getting tired. Aaron comes over and Aaron lifts up his hand, showing that we should be praying for one another. Another thing that they did is they sat Moses down on the stone. This stone... Is the stone that the builders rejected? This stone is Jesus. This stone is the word of hallelujah. Now, I like tweets and I like memes and I like this, but when the hellhounds are coming, when life is getting hard, do not send me a positive thought. I need the word of God because it's the word of God that will push us and help us through the situation bible says man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god bible says heaven and earth will pass away but my word will stand forever the leaders brought the stone and said moses have a seat on the rock have a seat on the stone the word of god so as aaron lifted up this hand. Ur comes up and lifts up this hand. Who's Ur? The Bible says Aaron was a Levite and many believe Ur was from the tribe of Judah. Judah means praise. Judah means praise and the praisers in the Bible they understood that if I am going to fight I have to have prayer and I have to have praise. The Bible says that I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift my hands in the sanctuary. Psalms 33 says I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah, I sought the Lord. He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So when I breathe, I know that I will bless the Lord for the word says "Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And when they're on the mountain top, you see Aaron and Hazley prayer and you see her that's praised and as their hands are lifted, they're letting them know that this is how I fight my battle. Hallelujah, there are levels to this. We have got to fight our battle with prayer and praise. This is how you win, people. This is how you win. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is how I fight my battle. Hallelujah. God says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise you know why i praise because i've got to get in his presence and when i get in his presence there is fullness of joy there is salvation there is healing this is how i fight my battles. this is how i fight my battles this is how i fight my David says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Bless the Lord. When you have that posture of faith, your hands are up and you're saying, God, I don't see the way out, but that's okay because I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. I will bless you in the city and I will bless you in the hills. I am fighting because I have to win. Lord, keep my hands up. Friend is still trying to figure out their pronouns. God, I will lift up my hands. My family is still trying to figure out how they're going to stay together. I will fight our battle. I will lift my hands. Hallelujah. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. It's a sign of faith. It's a sign of surrender. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. And the Bible says, this is how I fight my battle. They prevailed. And then in verse 13, verse 13 says, And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and the people with the sword. In verse 15, another revelation of God happens. God tells Moses, Moses, create an altar. And on the altar, I want you to name it Jehovah Nisi. Which is the Lord my banner a banner is much like a flag and when you head into battle we can be assured that we have a God that's victorious that's mighty that's strong he's from everlasting to everlasting he's the beginning and the end he is God and this This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. It says that Israel prevails and they overwhelm Amalek. There's a part of a song that says, when it looks like I'm surrounded, I realize I'm surrounded by you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. There are levels to this. You've got to learn on the corporate level, on the personal level, and on the spiritual level, how to win and fight our battles. There's another hill. And there's three men also on this other hill the man in the middle was Jesus Christ and he was fighting for us as well the Bible says that Jesus hung on the cross and it was through him we can be saved so if you've been fighting the answer is Jesus the answer is Jesus and today you have the opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior. I wanna do a couple of things. First, if there's anybody that's fighting right now, I wanna pray for you. If someone's in the battle, if you lift your hands, we'll pray together and we'll praise our way out. Dear Heavenly Father, you see the hands of your people in this house. We pray, Heavenly Father, that in this moment you will come through like a mighty flood, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit will break up anything that's not like you. I pray that marriages will be restored. I pray that homes will be encouraged. I pray that families will be strengthened. Dear God, I ask that you'll bring people into their life that can encourage them and can lift their hands. I pray, God, that we will line up and be in order so that the anointing the corporate anointing of the house can flow in each family and god i pray that we will lift our hands and lift our hearts walking in faith receive it now in jesus name amen amen were you blessed by the word today amen amen Oh ah. my receive it, receive the victory, the Lord is our King, we are mighty and victorious, we don't need Moses, because the Lord is our banner, amen, amen, amen. Amen. If you need prayer, uh, there'll be ministers at the altar to pray for you after service. Um, And now we're going to have, as we transition, as we transition to our time of offering. Listen, there's a sacrifice of praise. As we transition to our offering, This is the opportunity for you to give back to God. There are three ways to give. You can text, uh, the information's on the screen, you can text your gift, you can uh, go to the website, you can mail it in, and you can do uh, cash app. Amen. I also, I want to remind us that um, next week, we are having the pastor anniversary, celebrating, or uh, the church anniversary, sorry. Church anniversary, celebrating 14 years of service and fighting and lifting up the name of God in the community. Um, We would also like to bless our senior pastor during this time. If you're willing to uh, give to our senior pastor, you can go to lfcc.tv forward slash pastors to give a gift, uh, and we can recognize him um, during the church anniversary. Amen? Amen. Um, There are a couple classes. Make sure you go to lfcc.tv forward slash register and so forth. And I believe, um, I believe that's all I have for today, yes. Yes. there are levels to this. There are levels, and make sure you're fighting on the natural level and also the spiritual level. We'll stand and be dismissed. First uh, John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God bless you, and have a great week. Jesus, I will find my